The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Welcome to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast, brought to you proudly by SJP World Media. I am Sai, and joining me as always on this adventure back and forth through one man's timeline is my partner in time, Mr. Benny Mac. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing very well, Sai. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Well, I say pretty good. I've got a terrible sore throat. Um, I've had to cancel a couple of recordings this weekend purely because I was losing my voice. I woke up this morning for context. I'm recording on a Sunday and I woke up this morning and I reckon for a good half hour or so, I couldn't speak. I was just, (laughs) (laughs) I've got this bad cough, but I've I've taken various drugs and been topping up the old fluids and so on. And I feel a bit better now, but yeah, I had to cancel a nitro nights recording yesterday and as well. And so on, just purely because my voice was going my friend, but you don't want to suffer through it. If you can uh, do Yeah. Yeah, I woke up with a dry throat this morning, but that was because I overindulged in a few beers last night. So, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Fantastic. So, yes, if I'm a bit croaky, a bit coffee and a bit spluttery, please bear with me. But uh, we will get through this, no doubt. On today's show, we are looking at the season two episode of Quantum Leap. um, Episode 18, I think it is, Benny, from season two. Uh, episode 19 19 okay there we go entitled leaping in without a net it's november 18th 1958 is the date that sam arrives and he leaps in to the body of a man on a trapeze i think it's called the the swing back and forth we get the old boy and that's the beginning of the show now as always we spoke about what was coming up on the following episode last week we kind of had a few memories of this episode, if I remember rightly, from what we said last week, Benny. Um, how quickly did the, the general story come back to you when we started watching? Um, I mean, the gen- general thing is kind of laid out very quickly, isn't it? And, you know, he's got yes. his sister and stuff, which we'll get into. But some of this, like the background of why the dad is a, not very happy with his own son and stuff. I, I didn't remember any of that, to be fair. Okay. So the but the general gist of the story of Sam's got to stop, um, you know, his temporary sister from um, well, dying basically. <laughs> so uh, Eva from dying. So that's all I really remembered to be honest. And all the other stuff is I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't even know they moved from a that that uh, small circus to a bigger one. So okay. Yeah, there was quite a lot in this. I yeah, again. I remember the gist of the story. I think it's not one that I necessarily, again, not to say that the performances by the actors are bad or anything. And, you know, the episode story is good, but it's not one that I necessarily um, revisit often. And to be honest, I don't think I would revisit. That's still the case, I think, basically. Mm. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. I find this a very simple story. I'm not saying that that's a, that's a negative. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But... I find it an incredibly uh, stripped back and simple tale they're telling in this episode. I mean, for, for the basic gist of everyone listening, if you've not gone back and watched this episode of Quantum Leap, uh, Sam is the brother 
uh, of Ava, and his name is Victor, and they are part of the, the great Panzini um, flying uh, d- uh, display, performance, act, whatever, in the circus. And the dad, Laszlo, used to be what they refer to as the catcher. Yeah. And the son, Victor, who Sam has leapt into, is kind of, in. well, recently was kind of stepping up into the role of his father on occasions. And uh, roughly a year ago, uh, Laszlo's wife, uh, so Victor and Ava's mum, was doing a stunt called the triple, which is basically a, a triple flip in the air. And the catch went wrong and it was victor the son who was catching and the mum maria uh, fell to her death there was no net she fell to her death died and the dad has never forgiven the son the daughter is desperate to do the triple because she has seen her mum in a dream telling her she can do it and she can be the first person to do this stunt since her mum and it would also mean potentially more income for the act because they're not just doing very simplistic stunts they're doing these death defying spectacular moments in the air that is going to bring more punters to the circus uh, and so on. The only issue is in the real history, the, uh, the, the unchanged history, so to speak, Ava doesn't get caught by her dad. Her dad has a shoulder injury. Ava then falls to her death as well. And the family is devastated and so on. So Sam is there basically to make sure he is going to be the one catching Ava and not the dad, and then also to make sure she doesn't plummet and turn into a big splatty mess on the floor, Benny. Basically, yeah. Um, like I said the other day, it's kind of ironic that I watched Batman Forever, and that's obviously based around like Dick Grayson and the Flying Graysons and all that, so it's a bit random how I've watched that for the first time in years, and now we're watching uh, Leaping In With Our Net on Quantum Leap, so... Um, but there we go. It's, I don't really know what to say, to be honest, because that's basically the story, like you said. I mean we do see Sam very a lot more vulnerable than we've probably seen him up until this point. Mm. You know, that he's really scared of heights, like not like a little bit scared, like terrifying, like holding on for dear life scared. I don't want to be here scared. So, um, that was quite, um, that was quite, um, different, I guess, to a degree. Also the fact that I love the fact that Sam turns around to Al at one point, because Al, Sam says, oh, let me guess, you ran away and went to the circus. He's like, why, didn't you? It's like, Al's <laughs> saying it as if it's everybody does this when they're a kid, they run away. Of course, Al's been involved in the circus. I like that little tongue-in-cheek, though, because the, the fact that Sam says that, we're all thinking by now, what what has Al, what, I can't even speak, what has Al not done, <laughs> is what I'm trying well, to say. this is it. And there's always the references to his wives as well, and there's another one in this episode, yeah. because the, the Panzini family are Hungarian and uh, he can understand certain hungarian phrases and he puts it down to his second or his third wife was hungarian and all this there's always a reason why al is incredibly clued up isn't there knowledgeable and stuff in life experiences again this is why it works i think isn't it i know again i like the fact that the show actually does this sort of tongue-in-cheek thing with sam like let me guess you ran away to the circus and like, he's like yeah but Al, the way yeah. Al responds to it is brilliant like yeah didn't you <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um Quickly, before we move on, I want to just, you said about the story being ever so simple, not necessarily in a bad way, but like it is though, it's a very simple story. There's not yes. a lot of, the only depth you really get is what we find out about the mother and the fact that what happened in the shoulder and the ear infection, all that kind of stuff, which we'll get into. I want to compare it quickly to an episode we did a while back called Catch Falling Star. Now the story we liked, um, but there was a lot of 
like we could have had extra stuff in that story to make it more of a story, which I feel like you could do the same with this one. And obviously, right. Falling Star is the one with the Man of La Mancha where you have to save the actor from falling off the stage. And there was a whole love triangle called thing going on backstage and people lying to Sam and, you know, he's fallen in love with his old piano teacher and all that kind of stuff, which again, go back in the archives, you can listen to. But I feel in terms of the way the story was laid out, it was very similar to that in a sense of okay. the way they structured it. Not necessarily the story's the same, but the way they structured because it's very much a build to this triple, isn't it, this episode? Um, and again, we'll get into it, but <laughs> it seems to happen very quickly, if that makes any sense. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yes, it does. It does. And again, with regards to, I suppose, the role of sam and al or, or you know dean stockwell and, and scott bacula we we, we touched upon it we've mentioned it various times throughout the podcast uh, up till now they are the the ever presence they are in every episode of quantum leap the setting the cast and it, literally the whole uh the whole feeling of every episode is very different because the nature of the show and, and the way it works and it required I think an incredible amount of commitment and effort, especially on Scott Bakula's part, to learn how to do all these different things. He, you know, he's had to be a pool player. He's had to drive cars very quickly. He's had to the various different things he's got to learn to do and perform. And each episode is different. And you mentioning the singing there from that Catch a Falling Star episode, that's completely different again. And obviously he's got a background in that, but it's still something he had to do. This episode here, Scott Bakula, in an interview I read when, when I was you know looking through notes and so on, said that this is the most difficult episode of Quantum Leap he ever filmed. I'm not surprised, to be honest. Because, yeah, I mean, he's swinging back and forth on those trapeze thing, and apparently he suffers greatly with motion sickness. Oh, crikey. So, so it's a... Uh, wow. Well, yeah. He could have seen they could that could have been uh, Sam's problem rather than uh, being afraid of heights. But I suppose afraid of heights is easier to do rather than him almost gagging every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. That's good. Uh, I like little, little bits of info like that. That's good. Yeah, he, he said it's by far the most difficult episode. He said there were others that were incredibly difficult, of course, but this one was one of this one was the most difficult because of his motion sickness and effectively every scene he he was quite poorly. And because of it on, ongoing, the duration of time they spent filming, he felt that he was basically ill throughout the whole making of this episode. You've got to give him credit as well. Based on the based on the filming that we see as the viewer, there's a lot of scenes with him hanging upside down, and it's actually Scott Bakula. It's not yes, because there are a few moments where you see Ava doing certain things, and for obvious reasons, safety and you know skill, but you can tell it's not her. But they've covered up the fact that Scott Bakula and a lot of scenes, probably less let's say the catch itself i'm going to say it wasn't scott bacula but there's a lot of scenes with scott bacula hanging up by his legs on this trapeze yeah uh, going backwards and forwards so fair play um and i thought the horse riding back in season one would have been a difficult thing to do i guess but mm. <laughs> hanging up so down to a whole different uh ball of wax how are you with heights benny um yeah i think it's the it's not so much the height, it's the fear of falling. So I, I'm guessing that's a fear of heights, I guess. I used to like doing like the climbing up the fake walls that you get, uh, obviously around here in Gloucester, we used to have the, I don't know if it's still there, that climbing place in there. And I've done different things with school trips when I was younger. I've always done it because you're harnessed in. I've always abseiled and stuff. I lo- I've, I've enjoyed doing it. But 
you got that false set. I guess you got that false thing of because you are strapped to something. Whereas still on top of an actual big hill with a drop, I do get a bit. Even talking about it now, I'm getting a bit like palms are sweaty. So <laughs> I am a yeah. little bit. And again, heights. I guess I am scared of heights, but I, I saw was more of the fear of um, falling off them. I guess so. I guess that is a fear of heights. <laughs> mm, no, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Um, I'm I'm terrible with it. I'm really really bad with, with heights. Um, I, I mean, I don't even like being this tall. It, it, it's that bad, you know? It's, That's such a dad joke, come on. It, well, it is, it is. But, you know, I'm 42 and I'm a dad, so I like to do it. And uh, I, I, it's so strange because I get really weird, tingly, tickly feet when I'm up high. And it makes me feel really? unsteady. And it makes me feel really, you know, uncertain of myself. And this could just be up a stepladder, you know, nothing crazy high. You know, a stepladder that anyone would use to get into the attic or anything. I, honestly, it freaks me out. I can't handle it. And even to the point where my my good lady, Sharon, my wife, was decorating the hallway a couple of weeks ago, she was painting the ceiling opposite the stairs. So it goes over the top of the stairs. So she's having to lean over the banister, and she's quite a way up from the staircase to reach yeah. like the, the ceiling on the, uh, the that's directly above the steps, if that makes sense. I'm I'm perfectly safe. I'm stood on the floor watching this happen, but seeing her lean across that height set me off. I'm yeah, so, I, I am terrible with it. Yeah, uh, my little one and stuff, and even my partner. Like you know, like you said, yeah, she's up high, she's messing around. I'm like, oh, it's just that fear of it yeah. can't go wrong. It could go wrong. I think as well, isn't it? So yes, if that's the fear of heights, it's the fear of heights. I get it, but I've never thought of it like I'm scared of heights. I've always thought of it as I'm scared of falling from height. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get you. I get you. I'm, I could think of nothing worse than doing that climbing wall or parasailing or any, anything like that. Nothing worse at all. It's cool coming up saying about down when you got the, you, it's, it's daunting at first when you, because what you, when you're climbing, you're, you're holding on. So that's fine. But when you then have to lean back with your feet and then let go of the wall and just your feet are touching the water, then abseil down. There is oh. that moment of like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I've not done it since I was probably about 19. So it's um, something I've not done. <laughs> and okay. uh, you know, being an avid beer drinker, put a bit of timber on. So I'd, I would not trust that bungee cord. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, the, the general cast then for this particular episode is again, I suppose it comes back to how, how simple the story is, how almost stripped back this episode is. You do have, a, a group of people in this as extras or other people who are milling around in the background in the circus. Some of them even have a couple of lines here and there, but we predominantly have just, just three characters. Don't we? We have Ava, we have Sam and we have Laszlo. That's it. Yep. Obviously Al's there as well, Al's but that, well. that's yep. it, isn't it? We've effectively, with regards to being in 1958, we've only really got the three characters telling us this story. Haven't we, Benny? Basically, yeah, and I I love the fact Al's floating in the air at one point with Sam trying to get him to, um, you know, kick back and forth on the trapeze to get him going and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there isn't, you know, you do have interactions. There is a bit of obviously this is what thirteen years after World War Two, so these people, you know, they're from uh, well, they're Hungarian, did you say? So yes, um, they're over in, in the states. So there's name calling going on, which wouldn't necessarily. Being well, I suppose it could be in a show now, but the rating might be a bit higher. Um, and calling them uh, was it Gulag Eaters or something? Gulash, Gulash, yeah, Gulash, yeah uh, it's Hungarian. Uh, yeah. They take they all take the mick out of them and stuff like that and make comments. And then when they get a call up, 
they're like, oh, you're going to leave us behind. Like, oh, yeah, suddenly we're not goulash eaters anymore. Do you know what I mean? So then it, but it turns very quickly, um, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, you got those characters. Again, I, I feel at the moment in the episodes that we've seen recently, yeah, there's those few comments still. You know, obviously there was one in this one with him, like, wanting to um, follow um, the young woman into the trailer. That's neither here. It's a bit okay. <laughs> but, um, it is kind of, um, but he seems a lot more useful as I'm trying to get at, basically. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right because he he go at one point he says he, he's got an idea, and he goes away and speaks to Gushy, and then when he comes back, I'm assuming his idea. He never, he never goes, oh, this is what I was doing, but I'm assuming his idea was to project the hologram not at floor level so all of a sudden he's able to be up with sam on the trapeze on the on the on the big swing and he can talk him through okay now you do this put your legs here put your arms through there flip right and gives him step-by-step instructions with him right next to him and yeah i think you're right because there's some episodes where al is just kind of there to be a bit of a colorful to drop that bit of information (laughs) Yeah, one bit of to add a bit of comedy slash colour to it, or then also to drop that little bit of nugget of information that we needed like ten minutes ago. <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, he seems a lot more useful at the moment. Um, I've never like I've never disliked Dean Stockwell's character. Obviously, his misogyny and stuff, and the way he is, it, it, it is what it is. It's from the you know these were filmed in the late eighties into the early nineties, so rightly or wrongly sometimes it's funny sometimes it's cringy this was a bit cringy when he said like, when you, she's probably changing in a trailer and he starts walking towards her it's like really come on <laughs> yeah exactly uh, and, and his response made me laugh though because you take all the fun out of being a hologram so yeah, yeah yeah that was quite good that's you know at least he you know he was gonna do it but then he does say um you know one thing that did bug me about that scene by the way very quickly is and it's only a little thing but when he turns around to say you take all the fun out of be being a hologram again it is what it is but i was like could you not there was twigs on the floor and when he turned around the twigs obviously moved with Alan. and he's supposed to be a hologram so he's not meant to physically ah, be. Yes. so i was like could you not have just swept that stone off just where he stood so he didn't interact with it you know what i mean yep um, yep see i didn't pick up on that myself but I, I get what you mean i've got a note about how incredibly prominent and obvious uh, Al's shadow is uh, yeah. around on the outside of the trailer. And again, they can't, I suppose they could do something about it, but that, would, be, that, could, that but... could be done. That could be done fine, but mm. um, yeah, it's a bit tricky, I guess. Don't get me wrong, but it, it is those moments. In a way, it's the charm of the show for me though, because it is of its time. It is, it is, yeah, you know, yeah. And a little thing, I, I just happened to notice it briefly. I was like, oh, goodness, that twig's moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know, fair enough. That, you know, I know it is what it is. Uh, we find that Sam has this incredible fear of heights because of something that happened when he was nine. And we get the mention of his brother, Tom, here. Now, we know, Benny, being Quantum Leap fans, and I've seen the show before, that where we're heading with regards to this season and future episodes and so on. So I think it's interesting that Tom is being mentioned here. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a faraway comment. It's a faraway conversation. Apparently, they went to go see the movie Tarzan when Sam was nine years of age. And they were back at the, the in one of the barns on the farm. And they were effectively playing Tarzan, for want of a better phrase. They were swinging back and forth on ropes. 
the rope became loose. So Tom sent Sam up the rope to tie it and he froze and didn't like being up there. Now, again, it's almost like a little Easter egg, isn't it? Or a little um, precursor to what's coming because you don't have to have that much detail in that situation. You can easily just say, oh, yeah, Sam was scared of heights. Something happened when he was a kid. But I think they're preempting here what happens later in the season by naming Tom and talking about his brother in this scene, Benny. What do you think? Uh, oh, see, it's weird with that because because we've seen the show before. <laughs> when he brings up Tom's name, it's not necessarily like a big shock to me because I know that's his brother's name. Yeah, uh, but it is the first time that we really hear about Sam's home life with the with the farm, uh, his brother Tom. And, you know, swinging from a rope and just doing kid stuff, you know. So Sam's background is different to ours by miles, isn't it? Let's face it, based on the way Al was brought up, essentially, or dragged up because of the thing. But obviously where we're going with this is uh, definitely foreshadowing, foreshadowing um, leading into the next season and stuff, which I uh, can't wait for, by the way. But um, again, see, I don't know how much Sam retains. This is what we all, we talk about this every now and again on the show because his Swiss cheese brain, how much Sam actually retains. And all of a sudden, he'll remember, like, so he got given Tom's, Tom's name, or he said Tom's name. And then he remembers, like, other things like that, like swinging from a rope. And it's like, we're starting to get little nuggets of, this is who Sam was, because who Sam was is very different from the foremost of Sam we have in front of us sometimes, mm. because he doesn't remember, doesn't remember everything, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's cool to have that little, I didn't really, because I said to you, didn't I, before, I think I've said it on the show as well, but sometimes I wish there were more episodes that were like like part twos or part threes or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, and you said, well, actually, I quite like it as it is. And I and, and it's not until sort of recently, as especially when we get into this season, there's little comments here and there that sort of lead, not necessarily lead into an episode, but the fact they mentioned Tom and they've mentioned other things in the past now in this season, especially that we it sort of pays off a bit later on in other episodes that have nothing necessarily to do with the comment, but you go, ah, okay. Mm. Almost sowing, sowing the seeds almost. Yeah. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at this point, we find that there's a letter from a much bigger circus has arrived to Laszlo and he's very excited. It says to um, get to a certain city at a certain date. It's an evening performance and it's their, their way out of what they refer to as the mud shows, the much lower level circuses and so on. This is when, you know, uh, as you mentioned, Benny, uh, they, they're the other circus acts are turning around and saying, well, what about us? Because the, the, the family here, the trapeze artists are the main draw. It appears. And now if you leave the circus, might as well shut down and a fight breaks out. And this leads to Laszlo later on talking to a picture or poster of his wife saying that he's very proud of his son for the way he dealt with those um, uh, that, that those gangs of people in the fight and so on. He fought like a true Hungarian and so on. But then he says he can't ever forgive his son and all this sort of stuff because he holds him responsible for his wife dying. I mean, to me, that's incredibly dark and incredibly on the nose it's no, there's no subtlety there at all he's literally there saying the words i can't forgive him he it's his fault that you're dead and so on but the whole thing is done talking to a poster on the wall in a quite overstated stereotypical uh sort of mid to eastern european hungarian potentially accent i didn't get on with this scene very well at all 
what were your thoughts with it? I found it a touch cheesy, maybe. I mean, we have it earlier on where the sister says something about she was ill that night and stuff like that. So that kind of leads into there might be might have been something more going on than just yeah, yeah. the brother dropping her. So um, yeah, I think you probably could have done it. We didn't really get a shot of the poster, did we? We didn't realize. We, I mean, you can kind of just about guess. You can see like the lower half of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I didn't really. I just took it for what it was. I guess I didn't really think much okay. of it. It. I don't know. I think it could have maybe done better, maybe with a picture of his wife in his hand rather than a poster. I don't. Yes, know. I'll tell you what. Yes, you are. You're spot on the money there. I think the issue is he's talking to this bloody great poster, but at the same time he's kind of got his back to the poster. It was weird. I, I didn't think of that, but I think you're bang on the money there. If you had a picture, it might have worked better. Yeah, I think just, I don't know, just something a bit more, maybe a bit more personal in a sense of just a poster. Maybe doesn't have pictures. I don't know. They have left their home country. Uh, I'm assuming during the war, when the war was happening. I don't know. We don't really find that out. Um, they said it was dangerous to live there. Mm. But, you know, it's 13 years removed from World War Two, So I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, just even if he was sat on the bed and did the scene, looking down and we're like what who's he talking to then he puts a picture of his wife back on the nightstand or something it would have been just i just think i feel like it would have been better i mean the yeah, what you're right. saying it made sense but it was lacking something and i think maybe maybe that then <laughs> yeah no i think i think you're right that's a great shape that's a great shape ah uh, okay so then we then get uh plenty of practice a lot of this episode is spent with sam practicing which you'd expect in this scenario. I've got no issues with seeing this because he's never done this before. He's terrified of heights and a young girl's life depends on him being able to bloody catch her. So I would, I would advise as much practice as you can fit in. And eventually we get to a point where Sam is practicing and Ava joins him and attempts a fairly simple catch. Apparently messes the catch up a message that uh, the sort of flight to the jump of the trick however you want to word it yeah and ava bounces off the net and springs to the floor which is not a good look and the wind's knocked out of her and so on and this really scares sam because he's obviously then thinking well okay if i couldn't do it on a simple catch how can i even try when she's talking about doing this spectacular triple flip Quite a lot happens in that moment as well because you got Al. She's like, "Let go," and Al's like, "Don't let her go." She'll bounce off the neck at uh, the net. Sorry. Mm. Um, and if Sam had let her go at a different time during the swing, she'd land on the net safely and she wouldn't have bounced out of it. So, but you know, Sam's like you said, he's already scared of heights and stuff, so he's already like already crapping himself to do this thing anyway. Um, but if he doesn't do it, then. That, you know or she's gonna die so it's like well obviously somebody thinks you're gonna be able to pull it off sam so you know but uh, yeah again i will we'll go back to it but um the fact that the owls there kind of training him is quite good we we haven't really seen that i don't think many times apart from maybe the very first episode where he sat in the cockpit with um al uh, oh yeah sorry so obviously so al, al's always mentioning stuff and you should do this and you should do this but this is the like one of the few times that we have at the moment where we've had al like in the first, their very first episode, Genesis, he sat in the cockpit with um, Sam, telling him how to pull the stick and just follow his movements. 
and then you've got him actually coaching him up in the air on the trapeze. So yeah, more oh, the boxing as well, I suppose. He, he does. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he does a little bit of the because that was quite clever, wasn't it? He was sort of putting his hologram hand through his opponent's hand and telling Sam, "Hit my hand." That was quite clever. Yes, yeah. So like, yeah. So, oh yeah, because he put his hand through the um the guy's face, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> Remember that? Now? Yeah. Crikey, yeah. God, that feels. Well, it was a while ago that we talked about that. To be fair, so. it was. It was. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good episode. I enjoyed that. Uh, anyway, we then go back to more practicing eventually. And Ava joins Sam again. And Sam says, let's start with a single. Something straightforward. Ava hits a double and Sam catches her. And he's over the moon. He's like, this is, an, I can do this. This is brilliant. And, uh, you know, he's a bit stunned because she did a double. But to her... And the, and the rest of the family doing singles is so straightforward and simplistic. It's nothing spectacular. So you can understand her frustration, can't you? I suppose when Sam's like, let's start off quite slowly. <laughs> yeah. She just wants to go because to her, it's her brother who used to do this and who, yes, 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 is very scared because of what happened to their mother and stuff, which makes perfect sense. But also this, she doesn't know this is Sam who's never done this before. So, but she's like, yeah, oh, you've done this loads of times. Yeah, you go, boom. <laughs> Let's just do it, you know? Yes. Uh, she then got all excited. I suppose the adrenaline's pumping, all happy to be doing what she's doing. Sets up for the treble. And this is when her dad walks in. And the catch on the treble is missed. And her dad, who is a very angry man throughout the whole episode, to be fair, is quite cross indeed. And he's, he's ranting and shouting and tells them off and so on the next time we see sam he's driving on his own in a truck a van of some description and they're off to the big show they're off to the circus and again this is another chance for al to sit and talk with sam about the chances of things happening and the percentages and even with sam practicing with ava she's still only really got about a 30 percent chance i think it's mentioned in one scene benny isn't it yeah um and again, 30% is, well, it's, apparently it's better than what, because you had 0% chance before. So 30% mm. obviously is an improvement. Um, I also like the scene here where we've got their driving and Al's been sat in the, in the other cab, apparently listening to their conversation. He comes back with Sam and he stood up and he must've had to cut a hole in that truck for him to stand up in it. It was really good. Cause it wasn't like he was floating there as a, you know, as the, um, like he was earlier in the episode. Yes. In the air. And then he goes, okay, I'll, I'll put myself down. He presses a button on the TV, so it lowers himself down. I thought it was quite, quite funny. Yeah, there's another scene like that as well, isn't there? Um, when we get to the very end of the episode, and they're they're up on the uh, the swings to do the jump, and he says he's going to watch this from the floor. Presses a button, there's a noise, and he starts going downwards. But it's blatantly just Dean Stockwell crouching down. But yeah, I loved it. It's so sound silly. In. Yeah, it's so <laughs> silly and so daft. But I loved it. It was brilliant. Yeah, but technically, he'd have been if you're going to do it. Technically, he'd be stood up, and you almost be like the Flintstones, like running along the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, I like this where he said, "Look, the reason you didn't catch her wasn't because you're bad at it. It was because you reached for her. You need to let her come to you and then grab her." Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, I was not something I would have necessarily thought of but that's what happened so and I, again the coaching never really stops with Al in this episode it's very subtle in places like this was yeah 
and obviously it's very intense in other places. So, um, but again, Al very useful in this episode, as I, <laughs> which I mentioned earlier. Yes, indeed. Uh, the family in their two trucks, van, vans or whatever, arrive at the circus. The organizer of the circus is really pleased to see them. He's loving the fact he's got this new attraction or, or an old attraction back potentially. And it, you can straight away see just by the setting and the general size of this place and the, the acts and, and just the layout in general shows it's a much higher standard of place to perform. And they they show Laszlo the the new poster displaying his daughter and he starts getting really cross. And I initially thought it was because they had his daughter on the poster in, you know, effectively a swimming costume and all this sort of stuff. I thought he was going to be angry about that, but he's not. The poster says performing the death defying triple. Yeah. So um, to be honest, I thought maybe he initially, because I didn't see that at first either. Um, you know, they do wear the, what are they called? Leotards, I guess. Um, yes. so they wear these things to obviously do their tricks and stuff. Um, I mean, this is what, 58? Something yes, like that? So, yes, that's right. Um, I thought initially it was because, one, it's his daughter. She's, what, 18, 19? Um, and for the time, I thought it was quite provocative, the picture, to be fair. Yes, to yeah, totally. Um, so I thought it was that that he was getting cross at. But like you said, he then reverted, we don't do the triple. And she goes, well, you said in your letter. And it turns out Ava's actually sent a letter forward to this circus to say we're doing the triple again and, you know, we'd like Forged to watch her dad's signature yeah so we got some <laughs> stuff going on there so we... the whole family now have uprooted where they were working drove this distance to perform that night on the basis of effectively fraud and <laughs> they're at the circus and sort of go well if you don't do the triple we don't really want you to perform and all this so like, oh ava you little scamp you silly little sausagey look at the trouble you've caused <laughs> he does it a bit more aggressively than that as well yes indeed. Somehow in that moment he still flips it around on the boy though on mm-hmm. Sam. he still flips the anger towards him even though actually the daughter's forged a letter <laughs> yes you know what i mean so um there's still obviously a lot of hatred towards the boy his son because of he blames his son but this is where it all i think it's in that moment isn't it it all kind of comes out there and then in front of this new employer essentially or a former employer that you know, your shot. He's got uh, Sam thinks he's got because he's obviously medical, medically trained and whatever. He's got a torn rotator cuff. Um, and earlier on in the episode, the father actually slaps Sam in the face, like quite aggressively, and it's like whoa. Mm. Um, and then he goes to do it again, but obviously this time Sam catches the hand and says, "You know, you don't want to. We don't want to do this or whatever." And he, you know, he has pulled it, but also. He said, I didn't kill mum that night. Her pride did because she was ill. She had an inner, inf- by the sounds of it, she had an inner ear infection. So I've had vertigo, mate. <laughs> it's not nice. So yes, near ear infection, which it does affect your balance. So when you're doing flips and stuff like that, you know, your brain needs to know where you are. And if it can't send the signals properly because of the inner ear, mistakes are going to happen. And unfortunately it did for them on, and, and their mother, obviously in this episode. But, um, it all kind of comes to a head very quickly in this episode, doesn't it, really? Um, yeah. It's, it's not like a massive showdown, though, is it? It's just enough that, you know, your pride is, you know, essentially writing checks. Your, and it isn't you that's going to die, basically, he says to his dad. It will be Ava if you can't catch her because he won't be able mm. to. He's relying on his strong arm. If he needs to adjust suddenly, you know, anybody's had a bad shoulder, bad leg, whatever. If you need to adjust suddenly... 
because you're going to fall or whatever and you've already got a bad shoulder or bad leg or whatever it's, it hurts even more doesn't it so because yes. you're because you your body doesn't can't handle the quick movement because it needs to heal yeah that's it i mean but effectively he does end up agreeing to the triple but with him being the catcher and that's when sam says no because of the injury isn't it and so on so he was willing to let it happen but he was willing to let it happen with him with a bad wing, effectively. That's how little respect he has for his son at this time, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. To be fair, I didn't really... Obviously, I made the connection, but I didn't really think about that. The way you put it is brilliant, yeah. He would rather... It's almost like if I, if you... Yeah, what is it? The I'll do it myself, basically. Attitude, yes. Because nobody else is doing it right, basically. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, spot on, yeah. Um effectively then it's 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 showtime isn't it we're in this much bigger circus tent or big top or whatever than we were previously there's a lot more of a professional feel to what's going on sam is going to be the one trying to catch ava on the triple and we then get the announcement from the ringmaster that it's a year since the mother of these two, two people passed away doing this, and they're going to attempt it again now. And there's an audible gasp from the crowd, and they then say they're also going to do it in the manner with which Maria, the mother, did this a year ago, with no safety net, and the net, the net drops away below them. And I like this because it adds extra peril to what's going on. It never even entered my mind that that might happen. But Al blatantly knew about it and just decided to keep quiet. That tickled me. Yeah, he didn't want... Sam was already scared, obviously, for obvious reasons, so he didn't want to add extra pressure to it. But I tell you what, I'd have been freaking... If he wasn't a hologram, he'd have had a slap off me, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they do a really good job here with, with then the, the next scene, because the next scene is basically them attempting the triple. Sam is swinging back and forth. Ava is swinging back and forth. The ring announcer says several times... We need complete silence because this is an incredibly dangerous stunt. We need complete silence and so on. So you've got, you have had, you have that complete silence apart from the odd noise from the trapeze swings themselves. Yeah. Then a tiny bit of atmospheric music comes in in the background, but it's virtually nothing. It's virtually, it's virtually silent. And we see the start of this attempt at the triple. And I'm not going to lie obviously we all know it's going to go okay and Sam's going to leap and all that sort of great stuff. But I felt a bit tense watching this back. It felt like, you know, it felt quite, you know, suspense filled. They did it really well. Cause I was, again, like you said, you know, that it's that kind of TV program. Yes. Sometimes things don't go to plan, but generally they do. So you're like, yeah, he'll catch her. Yeah. He'll catch her. But I tell you what, the music, the, the slow-mo, the, the mm. way they, it was just like you said, even I was a bit like, Oh, crikey, this is quite, cause you get into the story, don't you? You know, even though the, it isn't one of the best in the sense of like it just it's a it does even though it's not rushed because it's the same length of every other episode it just feels very just yeah and it's kind yeah. of done like you know but um yeah i agree they um did it perfectly i think in terms of uh, the music and everything um and it, again i was sat there going oh oh yeah you gotta but that, i also <laughs> but also I don't know why. I again not remembering everything i guess but i thought they did a couple of tricks beforehand and I thought there was a bit more. I maybe she. I, I honestly, in my head, I thought they did maybe a double. Sam caught her, but almost she almost slipped, and then but they, oh, were, okay. they were okay. And then they went for the triple after because there's been so much built around this triple the entire episode. In my head, I had it that they did like a couple of things. Then they did the double, 
and something happened, but she was fine. And then they released the freaking net. Then they did the triple after, which added. So maybe they were going to do that. But in my head, that's what actually happened, but it didn't. So, but imagine them doing a couple of tricks. So then they do like the basics and they do the double. Mm-hmm. Sam catches her, but she almost slips, but everything's okay. She gets back on her thing and they carry on going. And then I thought the announcer was going to announce like, oh, now we're going to do the treble. Oh, and yeah, with no net. And I was just, because yeah. she's almost died, almost like almost slipped anyway off the double. I honestly thought that's what happened, but it isn't. It just straight to the triple. So, mm. yeah, no, I get yeah, makes a lot. I get where you're coming from. Um, I mean, that's effectively it. Sam has made the the catch. They get down. They celebrate. the The father, Laszlo, comes running out the crowd to celebrate with them too. And uh, Al and Sam are there, sort of posing to the uh, Al posing to the crowd was fantastic. I love that. Just so silly and pointless, but it, I like the way he's waving. I know, I love it. He does it all the time. I love it when it's yeah, great. When he, the the Man on the Mantra episode I mentioned earlier, back in the archives, days and gents, but he is. He just does that. He like performs to the crowd, even though there's they can't see him. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Sam asks Al why he hasn't left yet, and Al says, "Well, maybe you've got one more thing to do." And it's basically a a, a brief but pretty well done conversation where bridges are rebuilt i suppose between victor and laszlo the father and the son and they end up hugging and that is when sam leaps yeah we don't Uh, get any we don't get any knowledge of like are they okay do they carry on going to get more success do they have they get off you know married separately or do do you know i mean there's no there's nothing it's just in and out on this one literally Mm. yeah exactly uh before we get to our sort of summarizing of this episode and our ratings and so on we see sam has leapt into the body of a man climbing out of a window he has a young lady with him it becomes quite apparent that they're stealing or something along those lines they get into an old beat-up truck drive off and it turns out what they've took is a baby and we get the oh boy and the end of the episode memories of this particular episode benny that we're going to be looking at next week on the show to be honest, I am. Um, I know I've seen it. Obviously, um, I'm struggling. I did like it when we leapt in, and he was just stood in the window, and Sam just stood there like with one in, one out, and it was quite funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, and but then he puts the basket in the back of the truck, and the woman's like, "What are you doing?" And then then it's revealed that the baby's there. Um, I don't know why these people are stealing a baby. <laughs> mm. I was with Sam. Oh boy, I don't. I'm again. Like I said many times on throughout this podcast, I'm pro- probably going to remember it as I go on, but I'm actually struggling. I don't recognize the woman. I don't recognize, although I thought the baby very briefly was the baby that they probably used in uh, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, um, I don't remember anything for this one, mate. This is the first time. Normally, I remember little snippets here and there, but I don't remember anything for this one. So I have no idea what this is going to be like. I, I think they are... They've got the baby, and I don't think the woman is the mum. I think she's a babysitter. Okay. And they're running from the dad because he's not a nice guy, and they're trying to get the baby to a certain place. But that's all really foggy, incredibly. You yeah, know, it's be interesting, man. Different your memories, and it could be com- it could be completely wrong as well. But again, as we do on the show, and it's part of the part of the things I I, I enjoy doing in, in our format. 
is trying to remember what we can about that episode from that little snippet at the end of the episode we're currently yeah. reviewing. Sometimes you see it and you're like, yeah, straight away. And then yes. For this one, in the last one, obviously Leaping Without a Net, I was, I remember the, the net and stuff, but I, you know, the general story, but there was a lot in that story. You know, like I said, it's quite good in general, uh, but it is a very quick sort of, here's a story, see you later. And that's pretty much it. But yeah, maybe Baby, I am actually struggling with mm. any... <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm fairly certain she's not a relative of the kid. I think I think she's the babysitter. I've, che- I've cheated here. I don't normally do this, but it says here, Sam is involved with the kidnapping of a baby while crossing Texas with his stripper accomplice. That's all it says. Okay. So I, so I have no idea what's going on here. So it's going to be an interesting episode for me next week, at least anyway. <laughs> well, I'm me, because I don't remember much about it at all. Yeah, yeah. But there we go. That, my friend, is next week. This week, Leaping In Without a Net... Uh, your general feelings and your rating out of five then please it's a good episode it is a good episode but it's yes. uh it's an average you know so i want to say it's an average episode you know there's some good moments with al there's some good moments with sam we get a bit more of we find out about tom a bit more we find out about sam's upbringing and how different it is to al's you know al being in an orphanage and running away and joining the circus and all this other stuff that he did traveling around with a pool player the week before you know it's all going on with al yeah um, let's let's have a prequel to Quantum Leap and just have Al Calavici's life leading up to the Quantum Leap project. Why not? But by the sounds of it, he's had an interesting one and about nine wives. Apparently, I don't know how many wives he's had. Well, we're up to his fifth wife now. I don't even know. I honest. think he, I think he has five wives, doesn't he? I mean, he gets married five times. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's not a bad episode. But in terms of ratings, I want to say like a two point five. It's not something I would quite possibly revisit to be honest so yeah yeah i'll go along with that it's not it's not bad it's not it's not brilliant it just kind of sits in the middle for me i enjoyed watching it back but i wouldn't rush to watch it back again so yeah a 2.5 is probably probably accurate i think my friend i mean i was going to say three because of the extra work that's you know scott backyard's put in with the trapeze and everything but yeah, it's it's one of, it's an episode. Yeah, it's good. And that's it. There's nothing really more I can add to it. So yeah, it's a fair reflection to be honest. Um, interesting to what other people think about it, but uh, yeah, two point five from me. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Uh, before we depart, then, do you want to let everybody know, Benny, where they can find you online and all the other shows and content you are involved in? Uh, there's a lot going on at the minute, mate. To be honest, but you can find myself personally at Benny Mac. B-E-Triple-M-Y-M-A-C-K on Twitter. Um, there's obviously Benny Mac Gaming on Twitch as well, which we're starting to put stuff back on. Um, we're trying to get a show up and running on there, Gameplay Junkies again. Um, that might be on SJP World Media at some point. We have discussed it, but we haven't really sorted it out yet. But um, Paranormal Junkie um, is up. You know, an episode is up already. The, the episodes, the other episodes are, it's a monthly show with Paranormal Junkie. But um, they are, you know, they're they're in the works. Um, hopefully, because when did this one come out? Probably about a week or so ago. Um, so, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll have another episode, maybe some more bonus stuff as well. But that's very much, um, you know, not all the time, but I like to have guests on that show. Um, eventually, I want to make it a live show, but you can follow that at Power Junkie UK on Twitter. So, Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Oh, in, the As, cor- in the corner, obviously, I do on oh, SJP yes. Media. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, speaking of SJP World Media, that is where you can find everything I am involved in. And it's the network that carries this show. 
as at SJP World Media on Twitter and Facebook, as well as all your podcast players, platforms, and providers. And that's, you know, it, it, there's so much going on and more shows being added all the time. We have people looking at modern day wrestling with regards to Benny himself and in the corner and our friends over in Ohio from regularly scheduled hostilities on their show there. Plenty of wrestling nostalgia as well. Uh, some silliness live on a Monday night. That's a podcast version later in the week from Chain Wrestling. Nitro Nights, looking back at WCW week by week by week. And then, you know, non-wrestling shows also. We have a Doctor Who podcast there. We have a podcast looking at Murder in Mind, the BBC murder anthology series from the early 2000s. Loads more coming as well. Back when with Tyler and Scottish Danny looking at, you know, back when certain albums were released, back when certain sporting events happened, a nostalgia-based podcast there. Um, more and more coming all the time as well. There's new shows every day. And I like to think it covers as much as it possibly can. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. Go and check that out at SJP World Media. Uh, but most importantly, you can follow this show itself on Facebook and Twitter and the like. And the handle there is at waiting room pod underscore. That's at waiting room pod underscore. Penny, I thought that was a decent enough episode. I'm intrigued by what's going to happen next week. Uh, I'm looking forward already to speaking with you again, my friend. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it's going to be interesting because I think for once, not one of us really remembers what it's about. So it's going to be apart from the synopsis I read out a minute ago. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Um, follow the show. Time to leap outside.